time to welcome in a special guest right here at the New York Stock Exchange. Luke Oliver is with us, Managing Director and Head of Climate Investments at Crane Shares. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, the peg is that you were upstairs. You put together a wonderful panel talking about this. I know you have your own ETF that I want to discuss, but give us the big picture. What's the purpose of the discussion? Yeah, well, the discussion today is about climate action and doing so in a very meaningful way. So this is a little different to you know, what you might call a traditional ESG. This is focused on impact solutions. So um, in, in the case of the, the panel I just did was focused on the price of carbon and how pricing carbon and creating carbon markets will reduce emissions and potentially have very interesting outcomes for investors. Yeah, you're moving uh, to a better place. And so by doing this, this gives the opportunity for folks to invest in a change in the carbon markets. Tell me a little bit about the Crane Shares ETF. Well, the, we have a suite of uh, four ETFs focused on carbon, that the global product is KRBN. And what KRBN does is brings together all the major compliance carbon markets. So these are essentially, this is a $800 billion uh, traded market last year, and it focuses on essentially permits for pollution. So these are government schemes that aim to reduce emissions by increasing the price on carbon. And what, what, what that market does is have this almost asymmetric engineered upside. And with right. KRBN, you can access those markets. You and I were just having the conversation about ESG, environmental social governance. Mm -hmm. This is part of it because this is about the environmental part but keeps out the rest, right? And so um, it's funny because everybody was so hot on ESG investing and of late they seem to take a breather because they've been beaten down. Yeah. And um, you know, the, the wonderful goals of saving the planet have been put to the side a little bit. Well, I think that you're, you're absolutely right. ESG has, has come in for some criticism recently. There's a lot of discussion around it. Um, a fund like KRBN, while not explicitly uh, an ESG fund, it's very much aligned with the environment. Right. The social uh, outcomes of preserving the environment are, are, you know, are exponential. And then from a governance, this is actually a governance tool. It's a, it's a regulation around emissions. So by, doing, by, by being exposed to carbon markets, you're not really applying any ESG filters. You're not technically really ESG, but if you're an ESG investor who wants to save the world, in, in your words, right, this right. is something you should be exposed to because you're actually directly um, investing in the regulation that will tighten um, carbon markets and, and reduce emissions. Right, and, and obviously this is a good time to consider this as you see oil rising, right? Do people yeah. talk to you about that? Yeah, well, so as energy prices rise, um, there's, there's some correlations to energy, both negative and positive in, in different, different parts yeah. of it. Really, this is about weaning us off energy. So as the price of energy goes much higher, yes. and we, we talk, look at what's, what's happening in Europe, Europe's dependency on, on Russian imports, Europe is accelerating getting away from using fossil fuels for national security reasons. So that's accelerating everything. The price of carbon is also aligned with reducing emissions. So we're seeing an acceleration of this market, and that's why people are so interested in the price of carbon and what it could do over right. the next five to 10 years. And also uh, the countries or the EU overall um, are all very concerned about energy security, right? I mean, what kind of language are you hearing about that and where does um, you know this fit in here? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's accelerating. I mean, interestingly, yeah. with the invasion of Ukraine, carbon markets did very well right. because less natural gas means people have to burn more coal and oil, which is not good for the environment but is supportive for the price of carbon. However, as that price of carbon rises, we see people pulling away from using fossil fuels altogether. So um, we always want to see decarbonization. We must have decarbonization of the global economy. There's this added 
um, accelerant now, which is we need to get away from uh, um, the geopolitical risks of being dependent on other countries right. for your for your um, for your energy. So carbon markets are right in the frame there. Um, the the other thing that's very important to note is there was some concern that would uh, these countries continue to support climate action while energy prices are so high? And the answer is yes, they are. They, Europe has been very clear that they're continuing to tighten their carbon market. California has recently announced measures to start tightening their carbon market. Right. And we're seeing a growth in carbon pricing, whether it be voluntary offsets that corporations voluntarily offset their carbon, or the compliance markets, which are regulatory markets. So, you know, as you said, it, with rising oil prices, but the path, you know, using carbon and investing in the carbon markets, I, I see them going together at this point. I mean, I don't see one moving and the other one changing, yeah. right? Um, and that's likely to continue throughout this year, right? It is, and, and this is really key. One of, the, one of the talking points at the moment is that ESG has led to an underinvestment in energy infrastructure. Right. or traditional legacy energy infrastructure. So we, we believe by being long carbon, you're supporting the transition. And then we actually also have a fund, KGHG, that is long the global equities that are making those innovations. So as the price of carbon rises, you want to be long carbon. As right. the price of carbon rises, you want to be long the companies that are going to excel in that environment. Companies that have the capital to spend, companies that maybe are legacy energy companies, but are going to create the energy of the future, whether it be green hydrogen, uh, fusion, whatever it may right. be, um, these are the companies you want to be long. So it's really a barbell of being long carbon and long the right global equities. And it's not necessarily the clean global equities, but it's the companies that are going to make the world clean. Right. And so when I want to just bring this out to the global picture so people fully understand what it is you're talking about. I mean, they, they always understand EVs or solar yep. or um, wind power. You know, we think of the truckers, the shippers, the airlines, ag, agriculture and farming. and. Um, you know, the electrical grid that everybody's yep. trying to grow quickly because there's going to be big demand for EVs, but it's just all happening so quickly. Can you put this into a, a way that folks can walk away from here and say, oh, you know, I heard the golfer, he had really some interesting um, points on, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, so. Yeah. I mean, make this real for people. Well, I think, I think, I think people are absolutely right that EVs, batteries, uh, solar, wind, um, hydro, all of these things are yeah. technologies you want to be invested in. They have a very uh, uh, high growth forecast. However, they're also quite expensive because right. everyone knows that those are the things that you should buy. So that is a must. However, where I'm adding to that is you want to be long the pure price of carbon also. That's, that's tightening regulation. You can actually be long tightening global regulation on climate through the carbon markets. Mm. That's, that's incredible right. development in the last couple of years. Right. And then on the other end of the Versus spectrum. Versus being on the other side, like fang stocks, where you're yeah. worried about regulation. Exactly, okay, you're, you're exposed yes, to regulation. I understand. And then you want to be long the companies that are the potentially dirty companies today. Great example, Fortescue in Australia, iron ore miner, doesn't look very ESG. However, it is putting some of the biggest investments in uh, green hydrogen production, which could make them a future leader. So to, to put a, a wrap on well, all of that, yeah, I, I'm going to jump in because I'm out of time. But just you know, KRBN and KGHG, these are your ETFs. When you know this is big growth, it doesn't come back so fast. Give me your time horizon. If someone says, "Hey, I like this, I want to invest," when am I going to see some profits? These are the two themes starting today 
for the next five to 10 years that you want to be long carbon and you want to be long the companies that are going to benefit from the carbon transition. And those are the two tickers that will get you that exposure. All right, so I guess patience may be part of the game. It starts All today. All right, thank you. Nice to see you, Luke. Congratulations, you a nice panel upstairs. Luke Oliver, Managing thank Director so and Head of Climate Investments at CreamShares.